folks. Should I should I come up with a name for my fans? Assholes comes to mind. What's up, assholes? <laughs> How's everybody doing today? You doing good? It's me, the host of Rap Founding Liars, the OFL podcast, the most important podcast on the internet, a continuation of the most important uh, YouTube series, which is, of course, our Founding Liars. What's up? Was the ass cold thing too far? I don't know yet. <laughs> now you can listen to this on iTunes, you can listen to this on Google, we got Spotify, SoundCloud.com slash OurFoundingLiars, or you can just listen to it on YouTube. It doesn't really matter because obviously you're hearing me say this, so you picked a format already, you know? So let's just, let's just get into it, you know what I'm saying? Today, we're doing something a little different. We're going off the beaten path. We're changing the structure, the DNA, the, uh, the entire formula of our founding liars in this episode. That's not saying a whole lot because we already, uh, we're only on four episodes and I feel like the last three are, uh, were completely different from each other. So really... Me changing things up means really nothing at this point. Perhaps I'll never find a format, and that's okay. That's why you guys liked it, right? That's why you guys like OFL. You don't know what you're going to get next. Listen, today we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to have a blast, me and you. What are we going to do? We're going to have a countdown, okay? Why? I feel like every important media franchise, every outlet, likes to do a little countdown every now and then, okay? There's something psychologically enjoying about retaining information in a list format. That's why I think uh, Crack.com did so well. That's why I think Watch Mojo is always on like the trending YouTube section, you know? They, uh, they both uh, abuse the countdown format, okay? But unlike Watch Mojo, I might be a little more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Unpolished, okay? Uh, the only notes I wrote for this episode are the names of the subjects that I picked in the countdown. So, as I record, I pray I remember why I picked them, okay? Uh, I might kind of monologue and stumble a little bit, but that's, uh, that's how we come to more questions. Perhaps more questions will be asked as we continue. This is healthy. This is good, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. You don't want some corporate bullcrap like Cracked or Watch Mojo. You want our founding liars. Now, what's the countdown today? We're going to talk about the top nine Whistleblowing songs. Yes, the top nine whistleblowing songs, meaning songs that uh, are trying to show the audience a greater truth that we might not know, something that they think is important, usually something that, uh, you know, we need to know. You understand? This is good. This is a great, great topic, okay? Uh, this is not to be confused with uh, just conspiracy type songs. You know, you can make a song about a conspiracy theory that's not exactly whistleblowing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, whatever, like, uh, Muse's MK Ultra or whatever. They're just talking about it. They're not like exposing anything. So this countdown deals with like an exposing kind of nature. You understand? Now, here's the thing there's a couple rules that I set in place. So there's some kind of order for this countdown. Uh, number one, as I said before, they have to be whistleblowing songs, meaning that they're not aligned with the subject matter that they're talking about. They're trying to bring it down. You know what I mean? That's why Madonna's Illuminati is not on this list because she's clearly an Illuminati member. We're looking for artists that want to take people like Madonna down. Okay? Pretty easy to follow. Number two, I try to not go too crazy underground. I might have pushed it a little bit with some of the selections. However, uh, I'm not doing like, 
you know, local bands or my uncle's jam rock beach band, sad middle aged crisis thing that he's doing right now. Not, not, not including that. You know what I mean? Uh, the things that could be underground, I don't think are too unreasonable to assume that at least a chunk of my audience knows them. You understand? Does that make sense? Uh, and the other rule is I'm picking nine. Okay. Why is this important? Most people pick 10. Some people pick five because these feel right. These are good numbers to pick for a countdown. It feels whole. But here's the thing about nine. Nine leads you to want more. Okay. You're like, you feel kind of empty by the end of it. Like doesn't feel complete. It feels like there should be a 10th spot. That is the art of question asking. You want more. If you're completely satisfied, you're just going to stop asking questions. I can't have that. So in the spirit of OFL, nine is the most question-friendly number out there. Okay? It's odd. Like six. Six is an even number. Can't do that. Uh, Three. I don't know. Three. You know, trios, triplets and stuff. That's a thing. Nine. What's associated with nine? Nothing. Okay? Except for like love. You know, love potion number nine. And that's the uh, the positive message I'm trying to spread in this podcast anyway. So there's nothing wrong with the number nine, okay? So anyway, with that out of the way, let's um, let's just get into this countdown, okay? So number one, first entry. We're gonna start off, you know, kind of light. We're gonna start, uh, you know, not too crazy. Uh, so that's why we're gonna talk about the AIDS virus, okay? I am, of course, talking about the song Heard Him Say by Kanye West. Wake up, Mr. West! Mr. West! Now, let me backtrack a little bit. Uh, I don't mean to trivialize the AIDS virus. I'm not saying that that's a soft topic. Here's what I mean. If you Google conspiracy songs, if you're not listening to OFL, you're trying to, like, find some other format, this song tends to make it on a lot of normie lists. So I'm just trying to get that out of the way, okay? This is the only normie list song I'm putting on. But that doesn't make it any less important. Uh, this song in question is on this list for this line. Can I at least get raised on a minimum wage? And I know the government administered AIDS. Kanye West has some kind of inside knowledge that the government uh, created the AIDS virus and spread it onto the uh, the public. Okay? Why? How? You gotta ask Kanye. And, I, and here's the thing, I trust Kanye because the man watches my show. He doesn't want to admit it, but he sent a series of Q Anon type messages uh, in his weird ramblings that makes me think that the man uh, appreciates the art of question asking. I made a video about it. You can Google OFL Kanye. I forget what the title is, but uh, yeah, I already talked about that. So if you're if you don't like the guy because he's wearing like a MAGA hat, just remember MAGA means make AIDS go away. And I don't know why you would want to be against that. Entry number two. The queen of pop herself. No, not Madonna, not Janet Jackson. I'm talking about my girl, Paula Abdul, okay? Paula Abdul is a pretty good artist, if you ask me. I like a lot of her songs. Uh, is it a guilty pleasure? Not really, because I don't feel guilty about anything I've ever done. However, I heard this song, and I said to myself, wow, she's trying to tell us something crazy, and we're all just, like, dancing to it. You know what I'm saying? This is, of course, the song, Cold Hearted.
Uh, I'm kind of surprised it's called Cold Hearted. This whole time I thought it was called Cold Hearted Snake, but I just Googled it and it's called Cold Hearted. Uh, This is the first entry on the list that is whistleblowing reptilians, okay? Uh, There's only two on this list because it goes back to my second episode where I said only like 20% of all conspiracy theories revolve around uh, reptilians. And this list is no different. You know what I'm saying? Spoiler alert, the next entry is about reptilians as well. But here's the thing. Paul Abdul, cold-hearted. Let me read these lyrics to you. He's a cold-hearted snake. Look into his eyes. Oh, he's been telling lies. He's a lover boy at play. He don't play by the rules. Oh, oh. Girl, don't play the fool now. You understand what she's saying? I believe she was with um, John Stamos at the time of this recording. John Stamos, of course, is Uncle Jesse from Full House. I feel like I don't have to say anything else after that. He's a uh, very clear reptilian. His head moves in a, sh- in a strange kind of way. You'll see what I mean now when you watch it. Um... The whole look into his eyes thing, he's he's soulless, John Stamos, you know? I think Paula Abdul did a good job getting out of that relationship just in time before she was possibly converted into the uh, Reptoid army. Now, the reason why this is so low on the list is because the song is kind of upbeat, which makes me uh, question if she is, in fact, over this reptilian or not. You know, like, why is she so happy? And the whole look into his eyes part... Uh, that's something you don't want to do. You've seen the Jungle Book, Ka, the snake. That's how he hypnotizes people with his uh, freaking hypno eyes. Not a good move, okay? I want to believe that this is due to a lack of knowledge, you know? Uh, I don't want to think that she's encouraging us to look into John Stamos's eyes uh, as tempting as it is. I think this song is on the side of questions. I think it's on the side of truth. It deserves to be on a whistleblowing countdown, okay? Investigate John Stamos. Also... In a uh, weird attempt to link this episode to last week's episode, perhaps poorly, perhaps brilliantly, who's to say until I do it? I find it crazy that Michael Jackson's music was the music that popped up in Sonic 3, okay? Because as a kid, I could not distinguish the music from Sonic 1, more specifically the uh, Spring Yard Zone. And the instrumental to Paula Abdul's Straight Up. Seriously, these things sound just alike. It's just funny to me because this is something that has literally drove me nuts for like over 20 years now. And uh, then I find out about the Michael connection, but it has nothing to do with Paula Abdul. I just think maybe we should look a little more into this. That's all. All right, number three. Third entry. Third whistleblowing song on this list uh, okay, here's the thing. There's a reason I put this band kind of low on the list. It's because I kind of had a hardcore phase with this band, and I feel like I know the most material from them uh, compared to the other artists on this list. So I don't really want to be biased, so I'm just going to put them kind of low, okay? Uh, th- that's not to say they're my favorite band. I don't have any idols. I just have investigations, but I put some investigations a little further in the uh, the cabinet, the filing cabinet, you understand? Uh, but I like to believe that this band is on the side of truth. I like to believe that they are OFL friendly. I've been fooled before, though. Who's to say? That's another thing. I don't trust any of these whistleblowers as well. 
but we have to for now, okay? Now, who are we talking about? I'm talking about Nine Inch Nails, okay? Not really a band, because Trent Reznor seems to be like a one-man army, but uh, for the sake of this podcast, I would refer to them as a band, okay? Nine Inch Nails, uh, they did... I could do a whole countdown of them, honestly, on what I perceive to believe... What I perceive to be OFL-friendly songs, maybe not necessarily whistleblowing songs, but, you know, question... Esque like uh, we got the song less than where he says something along the lines of you can always justify the missile trails up in the sky. Trent just declared that he believes in chemtrails, much like the average normal guy. So thank you for that, Trent. We also got uh, songs like only, which I don't even have this in front of me. I, I could just say this by heart. Uh, the tiniest of a dot caught my eye and it turned out to be a scab. And I just had this funny feeling like I knew it was something bad. I just couldn't leave it alone, picking at that scab. It was like a doorway, trying to seal itself shut, but I climbed through. Now I'm somewhere I'm not supposed to be, and now I see things I shouldn't really see. And now I know why, now I know why. Things aren't as pretty on the inside. You understand what that means? That is the perfect encapsulation of an investigatory mind, okay? There's things that you know you shouldn't look at, but you just keep digging. Now you're in too deep. Now you got to make a YouTube channel called Our Founding Liars, okay? The scab is peeled. It's oozing now. Questions are flowing everywhere. That is what the song only is about. But we're not talking about that one. As stated before, this next entry on the list is reptilian related because statistically, that's how the real world pans out. Uh, this song is, of course, called Reptile. I'm done. That's all I have to say, but I'll talk a little more just for the sake of it. Uh, Reptile is a song in which I have kind of two theories about. Either he was in a relationship, much like Paula Abdul with a reptilian. Uh, she spreads herself wide open to let the insects in. She leaves a trail of honey to show me where she's been. She has the blood of reptile just underneath her skin. Seeds from a thousand others drip down within. Oh, my beautiful liar, my precious. I can't say that word on the podcast. But these words kind of indicate that he had some kind of physical contact with the reptilian. Perhaps he himself is in danger. I don't know. Uh, my other theory is, well, I mean, listen, he made this song when the Clintons were in office. That's just a fact, okay? It was in the 90s. He's talking about how this chick lets insects on her. We all know that. Uh, we, we remember that film footage from the election? 2016, the, the fly just landed on her. Hillary Clinton, I mean. I bet you Hillary really wanted to eat that fly, but she didn't want people to know that she was a reptilian. That would have been a dead giveaway, so she just let it... She, she played it too cool. She just stayed still. So what I'm saying is Trent called it before any of us. Okay? Number four. Uh, number four, perhaps the most underground act on this uh, list, which isn't saying much because I think Anthony Fantano loves these guys. Therefore, how underground can they really be at this point in time? They're kind of memes to some people. I think they're cool, but I put them here for narrative purposes because the story goes that these guys ditched Nine Inch Nails at a concert, perhaps for safety reasons. Perhaps they had knowledge about what Trent was talking about. If you haven't figured it out by now, this is a group called Death Grips, okay? Uh, what did they possibly know? 
that they didn't want to show up to the Nine Inch Nails concert for. Uh, they saw some kind of footage, if I had to guess, of something sinister. In fact, the song that's on this list is literally called I've Seen Footage. Okay, they're implying, much like Chelsea Manley or Bradley Manning, whatever point in time you want to uh, put this individual's name in, uh, they saw some kind of abuse video, perhaps from our own government, that really uh, set really their lives uh, in a motion of paranoia and they just they just got to get it out there now okay uh, I think they're giving us clues uh, they have a lot of allusions to the dark web they have a lot of allusions to like hacking you know they have a song called hacker they have a song called deep web I think maybe I don't know point is these guys are spooked okay the, the lyrics go as follows what's that can't tell Handheld dream shot in hell, space, deep space ghetto. Show me something I ain't seen before. Mystery behind that death door. I don't know what any of this means. We're just going to skip to the uh, chorus. I seen footage. I stayed noited. Noited, meaning uh, I, I looked it up. Some kind of paranoia. Okay, so he's staying a uh, an OFL friendly mind. Now... I don't know what the heck he's whistleblowing, but I think if you see the music video, they flash uh, half seconds worth of footage throughout the thing. It could give you a seizure. I don't uh, recommend watching it if you uh, if you're prone to epilepsy or whatever. But I think you know perhaps if we stopped it at certain times, we'll see like war abuse videos, like helicopters shooting at like you know unarmed civilians. I don't know. I don't know what the heck MC Rye's talking about, but I know it's not good, so I'm putting it here on this list for people to investigate further. Number five, I'm going to keep this entry kind of short because I plan on doing a full-blown investigatory episode on this man that is Riff Raff, okay? I already did an episode on Riff Raff in a video, youtube.com slash Liars. Watch the video called Someone is Extorting Riff Raff. I think that's what it's called. I don't know. Point is, uh, I uncovered that Riff Raff has secretly been trying to tell us uh, something about some shadowy organization that has something over his head. I originally thought it was Pizzagate. I ended up thinking by the end of the video, it's the Illuminati. Uh, at this point in time, I have a completely different theory, which I can't get into right now. I'll talk about it on another podcast. Maybe the next one, maybe not the next one. At some point, I'll get into it, okay? But the song that I'm putting on the list is uh, Teal Tone Lobster, and it's for this lyric. Keep the balcony closed, they got binoculars. Keep my philosophy locked up with my hypothesis. Possibly. I could speak freely from the afterlife. Do you understand? Somebody's holding something over his head. He feels like he has to, uh, you know, be quiet about this issue. Uh, really, I can't get into it at this point in time, but I want to put it on the list because it's important. Okay, number six. This is how you know Our Founding Liars is a non-biased organization, okay? Number six is a competitor of mine. Uh, somebody who I would not promote otherwise. It's not because I think his ideas are problematic. It's because that he is the enemy of OFL because he ripped my entire formula off, okay? Now, who am I talking about? I think I might have got my facts wrong on this countdown when I said Death Grips was the most underground band here. This probably surpasses that by 5%. Uh... We're about to get a little heavy, folks, and I mean literally heavy. This is uh, the Alex Jones prison planet. That's right, Alex Jones. 
is in a metal band technically because somebody took his vocals and put them over these heavy riffs. It's kind of awesome. It's the only time I enjoy, uh, you know, my uh, rival. This is, of course, called Crush the Parasites. Uh, the man was deplatformed for whistleblowing many things. I don't know what the things were because I refused to listen to it, but I am told that he, you know, if listen, if you're getting thrown off every single uh, journalistic integrity uh, app, you're probably doing something right. You understand? So I'm just going to play like 20 seconds of this song called Crush the Parasites. Oops, wait, I might have messed that up. That's the EP. I'm going to play 20 seconds of a song called That's a Frickin' Demon. And you'll see why I put it on the list, okay? I just, I just felt like I was obligated to. Hillary and Obama want to make you poor and pathetic. We have all their white papers. They hate you. They hate prosperity. They hate God. They hate children. And goddamn them to hell. We're going to find the lever to beat these people. And they're, they're going to be beaten. Look at her sharp face. Have a look at her with that demon face. That's a freaking demon. We're going to have President Linda Blair, people, and I'm not going to go along with it. All right, number seven. By the way, I feel like I kind of already messed this whole countdown up. I should have been counting down. I'm kind of counting up. It only took me to number seven to realize I've done this whole thing wrong, but I'm not going to redo it, okay? Uh, so really, this should be number three. This is a big one, okay? Uh, this is a man who is uh, doing the same tactic that I'm doing. Uh, I label all of my videos comedy in the hopes that I don't get eliminated from the internet because uh, people might forgive the truths that I spit if they think it's like, you know, behind the mask of a clown. And Weird Al Yankovic is no different, okay? The song Foil, of course, is one of the craziest songs I ever heard because he is spitting nothing but facts. Soon you've got black helicopters coming across the border, puppet masters for the new world order. Be aware, there's always someone that's watching you. And still the government won't admit they faked the whole moon landing, thought control race, psychotronic scanning. Don't mind that, I'm protected because I made this hat from aluminum foil. Now the aluminum foil thing is a whole myth. I don't really appreciate Weird Al spreading this, you know, kind of stereotype. However, I see what he's doing, getting the message across in the guise of comedy. For that, I thank him. Uh, you deserve the number seven, a.k.a. the number three spot on this list. Thank you. Number two, I gotta do it. Um, well, number two, I mean, number eight. Listen, the next entry on this countdown is uh, probably the most OFL-friendly guy in the whole thing. It's B.O.B. You guys know B.O.B. I don't even know where to start with this guy. He had the song called uh, Flatline which was all about the flat earth. That's what he got really famous for. He's got a song called Harp, you know, which is about, the, you know, the weather machine and all that stuff. As you know, I'm pretty big on the weather machine with this whole channel. Uh, if you watch my videos, you'll understand that voting machines are actually cross-wired to connect to uh, hurricane makers. So the, uh, the public are the ones that are creating them. So the government doesn't have blood on their hands. But that's a, that's a whole separate issue. He doesn't really talk about that. But just bringing attention to Harp is, uh, is important enough. Uh, my favorite song, though, because really, this th number this entry is kind of just B.O.B. in its entirety. I can't really pick one song because he spitted nothing but truth. But uh, I did a little video about his song Mind Control. And I just think that's awesome. Okay, this is like the greatest song in the world. So I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to put that there. You can watch my uh, video on mind control. 
It's awesome. So that's that's uh, that's number eight. Mind control, mind control, mind control, mind. All right, here we go. Last entry, number nine, aka number one, because I messed up in this uh, whole countdown thing. I'm counting up, but I meant to count down. Uh, the reason I picked this song is I think pretty much most people know it. Uh, and I don't think people realized that it was actually a, uh, a really big whistleblowing thing, okay? But first, before I get into that, there's this YouTuber named Spirit Science, okay? You guys ever hear of Spirit Science? He's kind of like a new age guy. I'm not really sure how else to describe him. His videos are like animated and he talks in kind of a weird high-pitched voice, which I suspect is altered to hide the anonymity of his identity because he doesn't want to get, uh, you know, chased down by the powers that be. Anyway, he has a video about Atlantis, okay? Atlantis is, in fact, a real place, and we as human beings actually used to live there. Let me just read a little excerpt from this blog that he wrote. As the story goes, long ago, humans existed in a much higher state of consciousness. We were interdimensional beings that didn't need verbal or written communication. We spoke telepathically, intuitively, and understood each other much more deeply. There is a story of how we got here, and this will be explored in the second human history series. According to the story, humanity existed on a small string of islands called Lumeria. Our consciousness went through a shift, and a new island emerged out of the ocean that we know today as a Atlantis. I don't know what the heck he's really talking about, but I know it's probably true because nobody else is saying it. And if you're the only one saying it, it's probably true. Uh, just to sum it up, because I know that was complicated, we come from Atlantis. You understand? Now, uh, this song, We All Live in a Yellow Submarine by the Beatles. I don't know if you guys have heard the song in a while, but they're talking to a man who explains to them how they're from a homeland of submarines. Now, I didn't know what the heck this song meant when I uh, first heard it, but after listening to Spirit Science and learning about our home connection to the uh, the old world, which is Atlantis, uh, clearly he's telling us, the Beatles, I mean, uh, that we are, in fact, Atlanteans, I guess. Uh, the deep sea is pitch black. What else is pitch black? Space. So maybe space is the deep sea, and we are, you know, Earth is actually what Atlantis has been this whole time. I think the yellowness has to do with, like, um, like some kind of chakra thing that I don't understand, some kind of spiritual enlightenment, because I've never reached it myself, but they're always talking about chakras and colors and stuff. Spirit science is all about that. The Beatles were very spiritual. They were into transcendental meditation. It's all adding up. I think the Beatles knew about Atlantis, and that was our roots. Yellow Submarine is a total, um, you know, total confession to that. Is confession the right word? Does that make sense? I don't know. I'm just regurgitating things. Listen, thank you for coming. That was my first um, countdown. And I hope, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you come back next week for whatever I talk about, okay? Remember, I got social media, I got support options, I got Patreon, I got PayPal, and I appreciate whatever you guys do for me, okay? Thank you. Uh, and uh, here's the thing, guys. Are you listening? Are you still there? Don't forget. 